Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. This morning's gospel is a very, very, very beautiful story and should be an example and a, and a, and a strong message of, of love and God's grace to all of us. There are three people in the story of which we need to identify with someone. There's Christ himself and a Pharisee and a sinner woman. And the way the story describes her, I think when we read sinner woman, we just kind of pass by the word, but look at how it's described. It says, and behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner. So she's known to be like this. She's a very well-known woman. And she's a woman that's known in the city as a sinner to the point where Simon the Pharisee began to judge her and say, how could this man allow a sinner? How do you know she's a sinner? She's known. Everybody knows her. She's the worst. She's the worst person. We have three people in the story. You can't identify with Jesus, but Jesus, like, don't count yourself as Jesus. There's a Pharisee and there's a sinner woman. Which one would you want to be identified with in the story? Everybody would say, okay, of course, the sinner woman, because she was identified as, as the one that was justified at the end. But let's be honest, none of us want to identify as a sinner when we come to church in the morning. When we come to church in the morning, when we stand in the church, often we want to stand as the Pharisee, right? That we know what we're doing, that we are righteous, that we are, are the right people, we're the good people. Nobody wants to be the sinner woman in the story. So when you come in the morning to church, you're coming as, maybe not you, but maybe myself, I'm coming as the Pharisee. I'm coming as the Pharisee. I'm sitting next to Jesus and I'm talking to him and I'm praying to him and I'm sharing my heart with him. But you see another woman who's completely thrown at his feet in complete worship and repentance and humility. This is a challenge to each and every one of us to say, maybe I never come as the sinner woman. I'm never the one that is throwing myself at his feet, begging for his love and his mercy, and I'm in need of it, and I'm not worthy of it. And if I could just kiss his feet, then that's all I want. But maybe we come in here sometimes, not just to church, but in life. When we stand before God, we stand before him, often as the Pharisee, maybe with a cold heart, maybe thinking that, yeah, I can just talk to Jesus, we're sitting next to each other, we're talking about the news, we're talking about sports, you know, if you think about what this, what this gathering was like, I don't think maybe they were discussing the theology of the law, but this woman had nothing to say other than to throw herself at the feet of Jesus. She's the hero of the story. She's the one that Jesus was so proud of. 
She's the one that Jesus was complimenting the whole time and saying how wonderful she is. But she's a sinner woman. She's so bad. This woman is so bad even, and you're saying, don't even put her in the gospel. How could we even mention her? She's such a bad woman. And Jesus says, I want everyone to know about her. I want everyone to know about this woman and I wish everyone would be like her. And Jesus gives a story. He gives an example. He says, Simon, I have something to say to you. He says, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, they freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. 500 denarii is like two years' worth of work. I want you to imagine somebody, let's say a salary is $50,000. $50,000 a year, you owe $100,000 a year. But it's not like here where you have a credit card and you pay a minimum payment and you have installments. If you have a debt, you have to pay it very soon. And there's a day where you have to give them $100,000 and say, here's my debt, here you go. There's no way you can pay back a $100,000 debt. You can't spend $1, you can't eat, you can't turn on the electric, you can't do anything. You have to pay back every single cent. And another one who owes 50 denarii, maybe if they work some extra time, they save, they, do, they can pay off the debt. And he says, and he for freely forgave them both. Which one do you think loves him more? He says, I think the one that was forgave more. That's a challenge to us. Because Jesus is looking to us and he says, I can tell who understands my mercy. I can tell who understands the great sacrifice I offered on the cross through my suffering. I was beaten, I was spat upon, I was rejected, I was nailed into the cross, I was scourged for your sake. And we talk to Jesus like two buddies talking about sports. He says, I know, I can tell who believes that they were forgiven more by how much they love me, how much they're offering themselves, how much they feel unworthy to take communion, how much they feel unworthy to be called his son or daughter, how much they feel unworthy and they, they stand before him begging, Lord, grant that I might just stand before you. Lord, I will do anything. If you've forgiven a debt that is unforgivable, and can never be paid off. I owe you everything of my life. And here you can look to her and you say, this woman clearly was forgiven much. But I wonder if the Pharisee didn't have many sins to be forgiven. I think on the outside, you would never think he does because he's a Pharisee and he, he has this, this image of a Pharisee. But maybe on the inside, Jesus, when he spoke to the, the Pharisees and the scribes, he says, you hypocrites, you guys are like whitewashed tombs of, of, of filled with dead man's bones. You're full of death. But on the outside, you would never know. This woman has shown her love by her offering. She's poured her heart out before Jesus. And not just repentance. Sometimes in our understanding of repentance, we think that our repentance is just saying, Lord, forgive me. 
But the forgive me is the first part. It's the willful action of saying that I want to change. It's one thing to say I'm sorry. And it's another thing to take an action to show I really want God to work in me to change me. What is her willful action? For you, maybe it's if you're distracted on social media, you delete an app. Right? I'm making a willful action to, to remove my attachment or my, my addiction to this app or to whatever it may be. Look at her willful action. This is a beautiful woman. I want to ask any woman in here who would take their hair and wash some man's feet that is filled with dirt and dust. Who would take her beautiful hair and just scrub the, the, the dirt and the dust and the mud on someone's feet? Never. Imagine this beautiful woman with her hair who uses this hair to attract people's attention and to to draw maybe men or to draw people to see her, her beauty with her hair. And she takes it and she scrubs the feet of Jesus. And the eyes that are burning with desire and looking in sinful way, she's cleansing those eyes with tears of repentance. And she's offering the tears onto his feet to wash his feet. And maybe the lips in which she sins with, with her, with her words, with any, any type of way that she sins with her lips. And she says, I'm going to what? Kiss the feet of Jesus. So she didn't just say, I'm sorry, Lord, I'm a bad woman. Forgive me. She made a change. She made a willful action to say that what I used to use for sin, I'm now using in worship. Today, if you want to identify with the sinner woman, today you have to identify with her in humility and in brokenness, in worship, throwing myself at the feet of Jesus. Be careful. The Pharisee is the best-looking person in the room. The Pharisee is the best-looking person in the room. He's all put together. He knows the words. He knows the spirit. He probably does the sign of the cross when you do the sign of the cross. He does the matanya when you're supposed to do the matanya. He knows how to do everything right on the outside, but his heart is so full of deadness. Sinner woman is just as bad, but she understands that His forgiveness is all she wants. And she loved him so much. She made a willful action to make a change. And she went out the hero of the story. He says, your sins are forgiven. And he says, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And this woman is now recorded in the gospel. That anybody who wants to be a saint, and anybody who is holy will learn from her. Let us be like the sinner woman, humbled, coming confessing our sins to the priest before the altar of God, saying, Lord, I am the chief of sinners. I am in desperate need of your love. And again, you can tell when somebody knows they've been forgiven. They're the first person at church. They're wiping the pews. They're offering how they can serve anyone they feel like God has given me such a goodness. I will give him everything. There are some people, they come 
And they, every time they sit with me, they, they want to write a big check and they want to give it. And I say, no, just save it for your tithes. And no, but I give my tithes, I want to give more. And I say, okay, but like, you know, slow down and it's okay. Like, Abuna, I just want to give God everything. I say, wow, this person must have been forgiven much because she loves so much. Be careful of that deadness in our heart. Be careful of that coldness within our heart. We stroll up to prayer, we stroll up to liturgy, we with a cold heart. Then maybe you're Simon in the story, but it's never too late to become the sinner woman. It's the time for us to put our, 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 our hearts at the feet of Jesus saying, Lord, I just want to kiss your feet. And it doesn't matter what I think or what the person in your family thinks Really, he says, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, which is a normal practice in the Jewish household. Anytime you receive a, a, a guest, you wash their feet, you anoint their head with oil. So this woman hasn't stopped for one second. She hasn't stopped for one second kissing my feet. And Inta, sitting head to head with me, as if I'm just uh, like whatever. Be careful. This woman has given us an example of someone who understands the forgiveness of God, who wants the forgiveness of God, and who has received the forgiveness of God. May we receive his forgiveness and show it by our love, show it by our devotion, by our sacrifice, by our love, by our giving, by our humility by our repentance. Glory be to God forever. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.